Hello and welcome to AIO Audio News. I get tired of that intro eventually, but it's what I what I'm stuck with, I guess. I'm Michael. <laughs> I'm Hannah Morgan. <laughs> How are you doing today? I am doing well. Good. It we are here. Oh, to... it's snowing today. Oh, that's, that's great. Yeah, it's yeah. not snowing here. The snow has almost oh. all melted except for my little clump of snow from my snowman that is now yes. gone. Did your snowman have a name? Did I name him? I don't think I named him. Anyway, we're here to listen to episode okay. 905 of Adventures in Odyssey, the second episode on album 70. Uh, and what's it titled? Third. Third? No, it's the second, because Christmas Bells is the fifth. Third? What? Yeah. You didn't know this? I thought I told you this. How does this work? So this works because Christmas Bells would usually be released on January 12th, but that doesn't make sense oh, because it's after Christmas. So they swapped Christmas. the release dates, but kept the chronological oh, dates. So it goes... I didn't um, know that. Okay. 904, jumping off, jumping in. 908, Christmas mm-hmm. bells. 905, auto response. 909, gotcha. let's call the whole thing off. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah. Good. Anyway, so that's auto response, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Uh, very good. Unfortunately, the wiki decided to go down right before we started recording, which is very unfortunate because yeah, um, it had a cast good. list. I think we've got, I think it has Pull House, mm-hmm. Wit, Connie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jillian, Buck and Jules, Buck. Uh, somebody voiced by Patty McCormick, and Dispatch, mm-hmm. which is the first character in the episode. And I don't. Eugene. Was there anybody else? You... Is there Eugene? Is he in this one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because I always look for. I always want Katrina to be in the episodes that Buck is in, or just like any episodes ever, and she's just not, because I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. So it would be nice if she a surprise up here i'd like to see katrina again it's been a while since we've had her hasn't it it's been a minute it's been like since album 66 yeah the supporting role in the long end we're too long yeah i need an album of katrina please there's going to be an arc with katrina Katrina in the future is there really yes thank the lord i'm so excited but anyway. I just I need her. Okay. Predictions <laughs> for so predictions for Jillian. Uh, is Jason in this episode? He might he might be. We just don't know. Oh, I don't know. know. I think he is. I feel like he is. I didn't is see him on the list. I don't think I saw him there. Okay. Do you think this well, is going to be a toy um, scenario where it's basically Pole House doing the exact same thing he did in the toy, except Jillian is. is is Wooten and yeah. Buck and Jules are Ed Washington? Gross. Um, <laughs> I feel like I hope it won't drag on as long as it did in the toy. That was kind of one of my complaints about it, where it's just the same thing over and over again. And you're yeah. Like, where is this going? So I hope there's more character. Oh, it's because yeah, there wasn't any character development really then with those characters that he was talking to. I felt like um, except for Wit and Connie. Well, he didn't even talk to Connie. Yeah, Wit and Connie had a lot of stuff, but it was just weird because it's like yes, absolutely. And so I think that made up for it, but I don't know. We'll see. I think it'll be good. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Phil writing, and he did the Christmas yeah. bells, and we know who he is. We know kind of what his mm-hmm. ideas for episodes are. He wrote this. I think they recorded this back in January or early this year. Oh, I remember wow. it was announced, so that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I was very happy to see that Kathy didn't write it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm miss sorry. her. She I really just... miss her. I because you know, I mean, I wonder how she's been doing lately. Most of her episodes have surfaced by this point, and I don't know if she's back to writing or not. But it's I I yeah. have no idea. And I per, like for her personally, uh, outside of her as a writer, mm-hmm. I do think about her often, and I do feel very bad. Um, 
Uh, oh, this is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I am not happy that she is not writing episodes, because I think she is a good writer. Uh-huh. I get concerned with her writing of Wooten and Penny, and I've heard yeah. her write for the Meltoners a lot. Right. So and I like I like it when someone else does. Mm-hmm. And that's that's sort of the thing of where she's the most she was the most prolific writer on the team. I think Marshall Younger is taking up the, the mantle mm-hmm. now of, of he, because he's doing a yeah. great job at writing a lot of episodes. But and mm-hmm. with Kathy Buchanan's writing, it's consistently decent. Um, and then there, yeah. there are just a lot of things to nitpick, and we get stuck on the nitpicks mm-hmm. a lot. And sometimes they're overarching that's, things, that's like with fair. California Dreams Part 1, I think we had a, mm-hmm. a bit to talk about. And then Part 2 kind of picked up the tempo and was decent. We haven't talked about that in a while, but yeah. we both we both ended up liking it. I don't know if your opinion has changed mm-hmm. on that. Um, uh, no, it hasn't. I liked it. So if Phil Lawler wrote this episode, I don't know, I don't know how to gauge it, but we will we will see at least so do you want to just jump into it yeah okay let's go let's do it beautiful uh, go uh summary right <laughs> do you want me to read summary or do you want to... i will read the summary okay. it's right here um okay when connie's car is stolen detective Pullhouse cracks down on what really happened and the surprising and the surprising link to other odyssey residents that's a weird sentence yeah a little bit at least they didn't copy me well I Very think they true. have all the summaries. But if they would have, it probably would have been a better sentence. They they wrote all the summaries before they copied the jumping off, jumping in summary. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're probably not. They probably have all of them pre-written somewhere except for that one. That was the only one that they didn't write. Yeah, it won't surprise me. Which really annoys me, but whatever. <laughs> because I want my stuff. What you anyway. gonna do? <laughs> yeah. All right, ready to? I'll see you on the other side, I guess. Yeah, sounds good. Alrighty, let's hear an episode. Auto Response, episode 905, written and directed by Phil Lawler. And also, so Dispatch is Patty McCormick. That's interesting. I mean, here in Odyssey of all places. Whoa, 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 whoa calm down. I imagine Paul's having Believe- a mustache. And first commercial break. Okay, that was fast. Did I park it in the garage? Well, oh, there's the bus. Get going. Oh, okay. I'll bring your reads to you later. Jules says, well. Something like this would happen in Odyssey. It's such a nice, safe Maybe she's place. jumping to conclusions? I mean, I Probably. Like- when was the last time, say, Buck Oliver? Oh. Buck didn't have anything to do with this. Yeah. But you can't be sure. Because you weren't here most of yesterday. Well, I mean, he can't be sure because he knows Buck's yes, character. Possibly, but we all do on occasion. Oh, it come is, on. She's been out of town at a teacher's conference all week. Miss Kendall's car was already gone when Buck stopped by Wit's End. Nice. We had a wonderful evening. Uh, me and Harriet, not me and Rufus. Why that didn't a- you have Harriet bring you back? <laughs> what? I'll need Harriet's number. Okay, but I, uh... I think she already has a boyfriend. To confirm your story. <laughs> Ten four dispatch. Is it Buck? It's gotta be Buck. We haven't heard from him yet. Uh, suspects in the patrol car. It's Bob! What do we have here? What? House. Come on. Yeet. Come on, Jules. Fess up. Indeed. Well, Jules? It's not Buck. Yeah, obviously. He's only here because of me. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yesterday. We heard it in her voice. So you'll do it? Sure. <sighs> Manipulative hack. What if I drop all of the charges and withdraw the complaint? Mm, you're willing to do that? Yes, I mean, obviously. I don't think yeah. You. Why were you headed out of town on Bartholdi Lane? Uh, uh, you what? really were stealing the car, weren't you? What? Weren't you? Yes. No, I... Buck? No. It must be hard. What? Whoa! Auto Response was written and directed by, by Phil Lawler. 
with sound design by Jonathan Crow. Yay! And music by John, John Campbell. Campbell. Our, Our executive, executive producer, producer was Dave Arnold. Arnold. Our, Our cast included Maggie Lee, Will, Will Ryan, Ryan Andre, Andre Stoika, Stoika Phil, Phil Proctor, Proctor Robbie Bruce, Bruce Shona Rodman, Rodman Padilla, and Patty McCormick. Hey, I kind of got it. Hoping you'll join us again next time for more Adventures in Odyssey. Um, so divided, very divided. So, um, mm-hmm. Phil, what are you doing? First off, but also, Phil, what are you doing, man? That I okay, I like a lot of it. I like a lot of that episode. One thing that gets me is the very premise of it that Buck, spoiler alert, Buck took the car. What was he doing with it? How does this fit into his character? Why didn't he do something more drastic when Skint was in town? But also, Pole House basically forgave Buck. Did you notice that? I did. So that's great. Also, Pole House is adopted. He's so sweet. I know. I'm so happy. Like, as much like- as I think that Phil Lawler's writing is a tiny bit cliche at some times like he's really happy about For little sure. things that he writes like um what was it mrs mato's line in revelations part three i was like well that seemed a little weird and he was like i was really proud of that mm-hmm. line the way i wrote it i thought okay sure <laughs> <laughs> but I, okay i just don't know does he understand buck does he understand the buck dynamic like this is one of the I first times he he's written for buck right mm-hmm. yeah i'm trying to think has he written for buck oliver before and i think the answer is no i think this is his first episode as buck no, no, no. He wrote Legacy. Never mind. I'm dumb. Um, but uh, would that? How does this fit within Buck's character to, for him to do this? I think it really does because um, go back after this. Go back and listen to. There's so much here. Right. Go back and listen to um, <laughs> the long end. What was it? Not the long end. Page? Um, the last one he was in, the football one. Uh, page on playbook. Yeah. Um, yeah. When he was willing go to do that. Go listen to that one because. At the end, um, the the conversation they have, you know, like in when like they punish. Um, yeah, we're Buck losing two of our best players, and they're like, yeah, I can't um, believe I fell for his gag Eugene, or his scheme. I was duped. right, yeah, and like Eugene is like, you should trust these people and stuff. I think it fits in because <clears throat> Buck has been through so much with people, like, betraying him and stuff. Yeah. Just Eugene telling him that isn't going to convince him. I think, so my theory is <clears throat> why he didn't do something like that when Skint was in town was because um, I wonder if, like, the um, the the Drew thing was, like, almost yeah. like a relapse kind of, you know and it kind of planted that seed of doubt in his mind okay and so you can imagine like he's not someone that op- opens up to many people um and he doesn't want to talk about these things because he's probably afraid of like confirming it if he says anything about that fear and so yeah i don't know i i, I can really see like i felt like he was like I, and i felt this way about jules too they felt like teenagers and well, that jules that was, was back to good. her manipulative hack behavior i know i'm not sure how i feel about that whatever (laughs) it was it did feel a little cliche of like aha finally and and i do want to say i feel like the episode i feel like the episode Mm -hmm. um i don't think it dragged because i like the pacing but i although Mm -hmm. maybe it dragged a little bit because they kept bringing up uh well of course it's odyssey and we all do on occasion it felt a little bit like a toy in that i don't know how i feel about that. and also the episode punishes you if you don't remember 
the the significant thing because you get bogged down by a bunch of info that it dumps at you. Like for instance, when Jules yeah. is when Connie says, "Wait, where's my car?" and Jules clearly obviously knows what's happened to the car, and then you just forget yeah. about that until the final confrontation. Well, and I didn't, which is why it was irritating. Yeah. I did because there was so much to keep track of. I thought, ooh, where's the car now? Where is it? And there was just, I mean, the car was bouncing all over Odyssey and so were the people. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have that experience, unfortunately. So I feel like here's, I I wish they would have played with the like telling of the same story a little bit more because if the, if if the episode is really about Buck and Detective Polehouse, then I feel like it should have come from both sides Mm -hmm. somehow. You know, and then, like, they kind of meet in the middle, where Detective Pullhouse is trying to figure out where the car is, and we see, like, or how about... Buck's interaction with, like, yeah. a couple people, and then, like, see him take the car and stuff. As Phil would say, it's fine as it is, but let's see if we can change it um, to make it exactly. different. Um, so how about mm-hmm. how about we shorten most of the episode and cut out a little bit of the dialogue when Pullhouse is looking for the car? Mm-hmm. He gets to Buck sooner and has the final confrontation with Buck sooner, like, what happened? And Buck tells him the story, and then we hear from Buck's mm-hmm. perspective him driving the car, and maybe narration yeah. on top of him, like, sighing, like, what am I doing? And then... And then mm, the internal, yeah. the thoughts he was going through. So we get, like, Buck's, that scene of him driving the car. We can make it more impactful, mm-hmm. more emotional, understand his character better. And then we have um, a bit better pacing of the episode. For sure. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know, I think overall, even doing I th- something like that would just fix it. I, but need yeah. to, I need to listen to it again. Also, Patty McCormick was sure. the dispatch, so I was totally wrong. <laughs> I separated them on the AIO wiki. What, I thought, who well, did you a- think? Oh, oh, oh. I thought yeah. she was just another character. I thought dispatch was a guy that proves my biases whatever ah sexism (laughs) no it's not hatred um Um, but anyway uh no i know so um i do the same thing absolutely so oh i don't know it's it's got a problem it's just funny and annoying to me and no i don't think it is either okay so i would like to have had jason in this episode yeah we can talk about Uh, oh yeah that's true oh no wait can i can i bring up one thing real quick yeah connie being loopy is hilarious it's so she's good. She's dropping the dishes. She's overreacting, and and she's like, she's like, no, I'm fine, Jason. And what's like, what? <laughs> and okay, Whit I peeks out into the into whatever wherever Eugene is, and he says, Eugene, I'm taking Connie home, and then I'm going to Connellsville. Mm-hmm. And Connie's like, I'm not going to Connellsville. <laughs> <laughs> they did it so well, is the thing. Like, <laughs> there were it was just it was subtle enough and like realistic enough that it was so funny. Yeah. It just, I feel like if like Kathy, honestly, if Kathy wrote it, she wouldn't have done that well. Yeah. Unfortunately. Fact check. But facts. Yeah. <laughs> Although we would have so, had a better, more emotional yeah. ending than this ending was, even though this ending was emotional. I feel like Kathy's That's... ending would have been even better. Although maybe not. Who knows? Yeah, Who knows? True. Who knows? But I'm, maybe I, I wonder if like, I don't know, something about the buildup to it was was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the moment I wasn't when, expecting it to get so emotional. So the, I knew that Buck was in this episode, and the moment that Dispatch mm-hmm. said we got the suspect, he's uh, we have him in custody. I thought this is gotta be Buck, right? And I thought, but it can't be yeah. Buck. That doesn't make any sense. And then Paul gets in the car, and we hear Buck's voice. I'm like, what? Come on, what are we doing? And then, oh, oh no, 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 okay. no, no. I was one. I was like, yeah, it's Buck. <laughs> See, I. <laughs> Our, our, like, predictions for this episode were drastically different. No, 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 I predicted it would be Buck. I was just but, annoyed that it would be Buck. Yeah, that makes sense. I was like, I was just like, oh, yeah, it's Buck. <laughs> but I don't know. But you were going to talk um, about Buck. Yeah, America. let's, yes, let's talk about Buck because I, this is my child. And so I think it's fascinating because I liked this episode a lot because it made the episodes around it make a lot of sense. 
um, like the episodes before, I can actually see how this fits in pretty well. You have to read between the lines, but I like that. Because Buck is a very private person, and he does not like opening up to people, and... I feel that, like, in the episodes, because we just get these little these little snippets. Like, even in his conversation with Detective Polehouse, he's not saying a lot. Like, Detective Polehouse is just like, you have to believe and, like, trust people and they love you and stuff. And he's like, okay. Which is <laughs> like, also is a thing of where, know? what? I didn't think Polehouse believed this. I didn't think Polehouse actually... Well, he, I think he's going through a lot of changes. I yes. think the death of his ne- nephew probably, you know, affected him a lot, which I love. Like, I think that's so good. Mm-hmm. Um... I wonder if he'll become a Christian. Is he a Christian? I don't think he is. Well, it'd be cool what to actually have a confirmed. What if he and Buck became Christians, like, at the same time? Buck and Polehouse became a Christian? Yeah. Can we get an arc where they end up trapped in a cave somewhere or, or something like that <laughs> and they have to work together? I would love that so much, yeah. honestly. Um, I'll pay, again, but, like, I'll pay a double about... Adventure Odyssey Club subscription just for that story. <laughs> yes. Right? No, okay. There's so many things we would pay for. <laughs> Also, uh, I've been but, listening to a lot of Jonathan yeah. Park lately, and it's basically mm-hmm. 12 full albums of Odyssey centering around one character. And if we could have that kind of character progression on yes. the show, uh, on Odyssey, that would be wonderful. I would love that so much. Yeah. Because there's so many characters to bounce around between. And like. And just... there's so much. It's a variety show. It's yeah. so much a variety show mm-hmm. that I want to have longer arcs. And I think that, yeah. I don't know if the club is helping with that, but maybe, I don't know. Who I knows? I don't think it is. It, it's definitely not helping. Because I... But it's changing no. that. It's changing the dynamic somehow. I think it's hindering it. It obviously is. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to fix. Episodes, <laughs> yeah, there's less episodes for like that that can be like really canon and important. But like, they are canon. You well, cut it in half. Every episode's yes, canon. Yes, they are canon, but they're not they're not like you can't change very much. Like you can't even we couldn't even have this episode as like mm-hmm. a as a club episode you, you could anyway, but there, there would be there would be yes. semantic problems with it there wouldn't be canon problems with it right. because you could legitimately no, no, no. do something canon's the, not the right word i know i know but yeah. you could legitimately do something in the club that drastically changes a character and then fork that mm-hmm. over into the mainstream have a lot of people be confused but have it still work like have yeah. it still fit in the chronology that's not the way it, they just, that's not, yeah that would be wrong if that wouldn't be the correct go. way to do it Anyway. Yeah. So, anyway. Yes. <laughs> even in the conversation so, between the Buck and Polehouse, he's not really talking that much. Yeah. And so, like I said, Buck's a very private person. Um, and then I think about, like, the only time we've heard of Buck showing a lot of emotion and not seen it or, like, heard it, but, like, heard of it is in the episode with Sparky when Crash he course. almost dies. Right. Oh, no, 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 no. Right. No, no, no. Oh, the That's last a, one. Uh, Badges of Honor. Love that episode. So uh, good. What's it, what's it called again? Uh, Badges of Badges Honor. Badges of Honor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. listened to it. And like... Crushed my heart. How he... Yeah, like, Buck is crying because he's afraid his dog died. And it's really sad, but it made me realize, like, okay, Sparky's super important to this boy. Like, yeah. he needs his dog. And that's so sweet and so sad because it's like, trust your parents, please. But like... <laughs> I just love how well that fits together because I feel like Buck's been very sporadic as of late and this feels like it's tying everything together. So it's making me very happy. If we're going to have an episode where he gets adopted, I hope we deal with some of the big, like, these issues, you know, where he is very emotionally stunted and he's afraid to trust people and stuff because I don't think this episode was meant to be like, and he's fine now. <laughs> like... No, he you know, leaves and I don't think it will be. He leaves the police station, obviously doing soul searching. I'm, I'm guessing is like, what yeah, are we doing? Sure. What, what was that? Mm-hmm. Like, did he just say? Did he just? Did we just part on good terms? What was this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, 
I I hope. See, I I started writing. Did I send? I might have sent you that. I started I writing an ep- like it. an episode. Um, it's fine. I started writing an episode. I might. I don't think I did. Okay. If you don't remember it, but I started writing an episode where like Buck gets adopted, and I realized like as I was outlining it and stuff, I hope they deal with him not being a Christian and Eugene Katrina not being able to have kids and. Mm-hmm. Part of the big conflict in the episode that I was, you know, kind of trying to write, and I work on it every now and again, um, is that, like, he didn't know that, and so then he feels like a replacement and stuff, which is pretty cliche, but I also kind of feel like it would happen that way. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And so, and I don't know that they need to deal with it in such a drastic way, but, like, something like that, where it's, like, there's this barrier, and I don't know if even just, like him getting officially adopted would kind of fix a lot of that but i don't know it, just, it might make it might make know. him complacent who knows fair enough i, I don't, don't know. know but i'm excited it makes me feel like there's there's more to buck's story and i feel like we know who he is a lot yeah. more we're definitely so going to continue with the character and i was frustrated yeah. a little bit by california dreams part one and that it didn't seem to be mm-hmm. bringing the characters along in a meaningful way it was just telling mm-hmm. another uh soft serve christianity message it wasn't even a necessarily right. christianity message because buck and jules learned it although maybe it was connie kind of said it at the end um but yeah. it didn't seem it seemed like if you take out the two-parter then we just had a fun romp in california but didn't really do much for the mm-hmm. characters who knows maybe it did yeah phil knows what he's doing and he's able to deliver impactful storylines and impactful mm-hmm. um character moments and i really like that he did that here i'll also say and then this will be my last thought about okay. Buck. Um, I can now, I'm very excited to go back and like, cause I feel like this is a confirmation of like, this is how uncomfortable Buck is, you yeah. know, that he insecure he is. is doing a lot of soul searching and like has a lot of doubt and stuff. And so now I'm excited to go back and be able to pinpoint exactly when his like kind of charm identity or like persona comes on and like when it doesn't and when he can't tap into that as much and so i'm thinking about like the california dreams episodes and um, where he's standing up there on the stage playing guitar and stuff like i think this girl's and like all of those things it's like he can do that because he has he knows how to perform Mm -hmm. and that's really sad that he like can't be genuine with people but i feel like there's only there's only those two sides it's the very intro Inverted, scared buck and there's the very i'm fine i'm fine i'm cool you know yeah. i'm i'm great and this makes and so uh, this makes yeah. crash course make a lot more sense to me and over the years yes. ever since the aio wiki podcast i've been trying to figure out what is my beef with crash course and i think it's still mm. that it was you can yell at your parents and not really get repercussions for it because we're not we're just gonna have hey it's a puppy and yay everything's good at the end but of the this, episode yeah no that's that's fair uh, I think I do feel that as well but the ver- the idea uh, I think if Phil had written that episode it might have been a little different but the mm-hmm. idea that um, Buck should be more open with his emotions regardless of what kind of emotions they are that makes sense mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah. there um. And I think, I mean, Eugene and Katrina are really emotionally healthy people, so they know Mm -hmm. that he's struggling in that area and stuff. I will also say that the double double back of Buck's in the car, and then I'm like, no, I can't be him. And then everyone shows up at the side of the station, and it's, oh, obviously Buck's being framed. Obviously. Okay, fine. And then Mm -hmm. Bullhouse goes back, and he's like, but one thing doesn't make sense. And I thought, wait! Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was really good. Yeah, yeah. And I love the the final line where Palhouse is like, you know what? I think I'll leave my keys in my car. After all, it mm-hmm. is Odyssey. Also, my car's in my garage. He that, closes the door. 
Yeah, that did make up for it in my mind. I was like, <laughs> why do they keep bringing up this line? And, like, just that ending, like, I don't know. It was kind of sweet. Like, it's, it is cliche and it's unrealistic, but it didn't bother me as much mm-hmm. because of that, because of that line, so it was fine. Can I also um, mention that when I first heard the title of this, I thought it was a, uh, uh, an episode about an answering machine? That is very fair. I and- didn't think of that because I thought, I don't know, maybe I saw the description so soon but that's that's very fair yeah because yeah. well the title was announced a long time ago and it was just mm, dispatch yeah. and whole house that was all we knew about the script so the question was then um what does the title mean auto obviously automobile response meaning pull house responding to the automobile could auto response also be a double entender of i, I, I don't know if that's how you say that word but of um buck also having an automatic response to things or mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know what it is i think it probably is and it, i didn't think of that until you just said it but like yeah like i like his his decision how do i what's a it's almost like i feel like he was just keeping all of that in for a very long time maybe you know and then five just like jules, or something approximately whereas, whereas jules yeah. is processing it externally of well i have a car now and buck's more like exactly i have a car now Mm-hmm. yeah i don't know and like and it's it it just i, I think that opportunity got him to that that snapping point um yeah. and so it ended up being an auto response and mm. so i thought that was that's a good title and and that gives more insight into his character of well he didn't mm-hmm. intend this wasn't on the forefront of his mind i'm gaming these people no. and i'm going to do this that makes sense if it, it was back to his his roots his old tricks mm-hmm. you know yep yeah nice callback um yeah (laughs) love this episode Uh, really good it's really good nice job album 70 has not disappointed yet just saying i'm really happy that it's so good so far there have been a couple odyssey fans who think that the ending of christmas bells was ruined by the rydell part 10 reference but yeah Eh, i'm thinking eh. nah i'm I'm thinking i like i like both the ending and the episode and we had such good things to say about the music throughout um mm-hmm. the christmas bells and gregory jabaro's soothing sweet voice and stuff like oh. that that beautiful yeah this this album also yeah yeah really good phil proctor is really good isn't he though is it, I, I thought that's some, that's gotta acting. be some of his best acting he sounded he didn't absolutely i mean i knew he was pole house but i thought who is this guy when he was talking to buck yeah. like an uncle or something like that at the end mm-hmm. and he i'm i'm mad though because Pull House has never sounded so much like Leonard Meltzner until yes. this episode. Bring I was like, him oh, back. no, they can't bring him back because he sounds exactly yes. like, like, not exactly, like, there's not the accent and stuff. But you have, Paul, you have Phil close. Proctor, get a, a child actor, give us an episode of Leonard and Everett in Africa. Just one. That's all we need. Just Ugh. one episode of them doing missions work. Please. Or, like, just, uh, like a video call like why no 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 i mean i mean why? a full episode but maybe even just a scene would be cool i don't know i yeah i would be happy i want a full episode but just anything at this point would be happy to me but also like yeah it's not hard to find like a teen actor to be everett like he's not a kid like he, yeah like just like his voice has changed by now like just find someone it's not hard or just reuse an actor uh, you know, I'm fine with that Actors yeah can do multiple voices like, I, I thought of two different anyway. actor um actor things or like character things i wanted to bring out here um if that's mm-hmm. okay so that's fine. you in eugene's scene when eugene um he he sounds like shakespeare in, in the beginning <laughs> like he sounds like he's reciting shakespeare yeah. 
Mm-hmm. He doesn't sound angry. He legitimately doesn't. I thought by the end he did. Was by he the, end, the end I was of the convinced. No, sorry, by the end of the scene. Oh, right, right, right. And right. he was, but um, I... I think he was holding it in I'll have to go back and re-listen to it. I think he should have been louder. But I think that was... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's... Yeah, Eugene. I need to think about that. I don't know. Uh, when but... have we seen him be really defensive of someone, though? Uh, Mr. Skit, uh, get out of here. I'll call the police. And then... <laughs> didn't even have a yeah. gun. Uh, but... Uh, Give also, the man a gun. Jillian only had one yeah, joke, yeah. I feel like. And good. And this is the first time <laughs> she's been written by somebody other than Kathy and uh mm-hmm. uh one clap. Nice job. Yep. She was yeah, she was good. I was like, yep, yeah, that's enough, Jillian. She's still alive? Cool. Still worth it. Jane Jane Teague's great. Oh, she's fit. That's interesting. Can we just okay, take now, a minute to, to talk about how, again, the album 68 cover art is the, the strangest cover art of any Odyssey album? It's the weird. I hate it so much. I mean, I wouldn't go that far, Ugh. but it just doesn't make sense. And everybody it, it, I've talked yeah, to just Yeah, hate is a it. strong word. It bothers me. Yeah. And honestly, this one does a little bit too, just because I think Connie. the... No, Connie's... Nope. I think Connie was fine. I think her, her face um, is turned too far towards the background and her lips are pursed too much to be like, wait, is this an outline of her face? What is? What am I looking at here? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that it's her bangs that are weird. Oh, okay. Maybe then. But anyway. Yeah. But also, like, how blank the studio is, is very uncomfortable to me. That's what... I and think... it's all the same color. And, the, like, yeah. the door is open and it's just, like, a white background. Like, what? What? Yeah, I think that was cool with weird. album six, what, 65, where you had the original release of the cover art, where it was, yeah, okay, that's fine. That's funny, mm, the three of them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the re-release cover art had the mirror, or whatever that was on the background. Yeah. I thought, Whoa, that's that's bright. That's that cool. Really that's colorful. Well. That's beautiful. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I hope they do something like that with this, because, like, if it's a studio, like, why is there so much just, like, open space? It's so weird to me. Yeah, maybe put a soundboard back there or something like that, or... Yeah, like, or a desk, or, like, like something. It's it's strange, but... Maybe it's just to have Jason so we can see his full body when he enters the studio, and so it has to be far away in the background. I mean... Who knows? I get that it's... Yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I, I don't know. Okay. It's fine. Whatever. The it's the episodes fine. are good, so it's fine. Oh, yeah. So predictions for <laughs> yeah. the next three episodes are going to be eight oh six, um, unrelatable, eight oh seven, the protector, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, nine oh nine oh five nine oh six, uh unrelatable, nine oh seven, the protector. Right. And nine oh nine, let's call the whole thing off. My predictions are going to be that um two of those are going to be good, one of them is going to be horrible. I'm just saying that now so I can have my expectations subverted. Okay. So Marshall wrote Wait, what what are they What's the um oh never mind. I remember what they're about. Okay. Yeah. So Marshall wrote Unrelatable yeah. and The Protector. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm loving, absolutely loving his writing so far. Um, I'm thinking mm-hmm. thinking he's becoming my new favorite writer on the team. Um, yeah. And Unrelatable is the first remote episode, and that will be fun mm-hmm. to hear. Prote- the Protector is also a remotely recorded episode, and yep. that'll be interesting. And I don't know how it will. He said it has his favorite final scene of an episode. So. Oh, the Protector. Yeah, maybe it will make me cry more than Always Home because Always Home did not make me cry, unfortunately. No, I don't think I cried either. No, just acting reasons. If the acting was different, then maybe, but yeah. I just there was just something off about it. Um, and then let's call the whole thing off. I have very, very low expectations for because it's Bob Hoos and Phil Lawler. The last time they collaborated mm. on an episode was Further From The Truth. 
What's that one again? Why can't I remember the name of the episodes? This is so sad. Um, Cobble Box. Imagination Box. Right. Yes. That one. The and, box. and I'm feeling like, mm. Emily, have you heard my thoughts post yet? Mm, probably not. Okay. Yeah, I put it out last night. Um, I'm thinking that okay. Emily is going to come to either. She's either going to say, okay, Maury, we're friends now. Mm-hmm. Yay. Or she's going to fall from her faith. Here's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. Honestly, I think I think a lot of it is going to be Suzu and Mori like living with Mr. Whitaker and that dynamic and I think Emily's going to be in like a third of it and they're going and I maybe this is what I hope is going to happen. I think yeah. they're going to have a lot of like tension and stuff and I think uh Suzu and Mori are going to try to like get her to I got, like they're they're gonna try and mend the relationship, and she is not going to be very responsive to it, and so maybe it'll end up with like I don't know a dinner scene or something where Mr. Whitaker is talking to them about it, and it's like some people just need some time to, for forgiveness and everything, um, and then it'll. I don't think Emily's going to like fall from her faith in that episode. No, no, no. Point. Obviously I think not. No, but it's she, going to... it'll plant some doubts though, and she's going yeah. to be. Maybe there'll be a final scene with her where she's talking to someone or talking to herself or something or, like, doing another recording thing. There'll um, be some fall, at least, I think. It's yeah, too, it's but I think too, it'll be at a later episode where she's like, I'm just not a Christian anymore. Yeah, no. Dun, dun, no. dun. But uh, th- we, we also have to fit in the elaborate cell phone scheme um, that Mori and Suzu and Emily are all in detention together and that there are some unexpected characters oh, yeah. who will be a big surprise oh. or an unexpected character that will be a big surprise. Oh, Dion. That's not a big surprise. It's not a big surprise. I mean, it would make sense, but also no, because he doesn't Grady seem to care. Grady McKay. Yeah, no. Uh, can we wrap can we this up? <laughs> anyway, yes, we can. So that was our thoughts on auto-response and on Album 70 in general and Odyssey in general, I guess. Just a lot of different things. Yes. Um, there they are. Thanks for, thanks for jumping on. Uh, it's great to record mm-hmm. with you. And I will, uh, I guess, talk to you next week for the next episode. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for listening. You're listening to AIO Audio News. <laughs> Excuse me. Another sneeze. All my sneezes are the same. I don't understand that. <laughs> This is my baby. This is my, this is, yeah. I, I know too much about this character because he's the reason I started writing fan fiction and not really the reason I continue to write fan fiction, but like. Yeah. Your first fan fiction one of was his relationship you know. with Katrina, right? Yeah. My first fanfic actually was this. I, I started making, oh wait, does that, let me think about that. Anyway. I don't remember. Here's something interesting. Yeah. Wait, this is this is so fun. You don't have to put this in the podcast if you don't want put to. Put it at the end. But maybe. I just think it's interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the, the first three fanfics I ever wrote, it was like early 2016. And so I was 13 oh, years old. Oh. <laughs> I miss 2016. <laughs> um, and 2015 like, was pretty good. Anyway. Yeah, 2015 wasn't bad. I was in middle school. But anyway, right. so the first three I remember writing were... Um, and I don't know what order these happened in. One was I started writing, like, on paper, um, like, the letters back and forth from Eugene and Katrina, or not Eugene, Katrina, Katrina and Buck, like, when he was in prison. Yeah. And I then, I put them in, like, a little plastic box. Oh. Like, I had, it was, like, an actual, it was, it was very, like, a physical thing. It was kind of cool. Um, I don't know where any of those are now, but it was fun. Um, 
And then I also wrote, I remember there's like, and this I can probably find, but there was a notebook and I wrote like myself into Odyssey. And I think I wrote myself as like another foster kid. Haven't we all That Eugene and Katrina took in. (laughs) Yeah, the dream, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Just adopt us. (laughs) Um and it, I mean, it is it is fun. It's it's a cool like personal reflection, and I have actually over like quarantine, I kind of kind of rewrote it, I guess, oh, and okay. did a similar thing where I like put myself in there. But it's pretty it's pretty au. Um, but ah, yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> all that to say, you but you <laughs> Wait, know Buck, one more. Buck's character well. One, one more. more. Okay. One more. I'm sorry. I know That's you fine. don't care, but That's I think fine. it's no, no, no. I care. I do care. <laughs> I just also care the about first... other things too. Uh, no, I know. Values. I yeah. know. <laughs> We'll get there. Okay. Don't worry. We're fine. The other one was, um, I think I was like, it, Leah, my little sister, was going to bed, and I guess she was like seven or something, and I feel like she was like, read me a story, and I was like, I'll write you a story. And <laughs> this is so weird, but I, on my iPod Touch, I like typed out the story, this little fanfic about Buck having a panic attack, and then like... <laughs> Eugene and Katrina comforting him afterwards, and it was the most depressing thing I'd ever written. And I was like, "Here you go, kid." Uh. <laughs> just, just some, just some edgy fanfics. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't dark because I was thirteen, but like, it was just sad. I mean, you can write some and pretty so, dark stuff when you're thirteen, but I know I can write very dark stuff. You don't I... even, you don't even know. Anyway, I don't um, want to know. Anyway, <laughs> this next chapter is gonna be dark. It's fine. Anyway, talk. Let's talk about Buck. Okay.